We're talking Alabama Transfer Portal Editions and how they can affect the team this fall on this episode of Tide Talk Live. Welcome back in, Tide fans, to another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood, once again, riding solo uh, on this edition of the show. Uh, we're going to be looking at the transfer portal additions that Nick Saban and his coaching staff brought in this offseason and how they could potentially affect the team in 2023. But before we do that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Uh, just help us continue to grow our channel. Uh, we appreciate all the support there. Jump in the comment section and let us know which of the transfers you are most excited to see this fall for the Crimson Tide. Uh, make sure you look us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you can follow us there on all the podcast platforms as well. Leave us those five-star written reviews, and that would help us tremendously. All right, let's look at these, these transfer portal additions and how they can uh, either help the team or how they affect the team overall uh, here in 2023. We're going to start with C.J. Dupree, the tight end transfer from Maryland. Uh, a guy who I don't think a lot of people are talking about enough or most people are not talking about enough. I think he was, you know, one of the premier tight ends in the portal and Alabama was able to land him after the departure of Cameron Latou, who was a third round draft pick in this year's draft, the 49ers. So got to replace a, a guy who was a, a mainstay in the offense over the past couple seasons, caught a lot of passes, uh, caught 12 touchdowns over the past two seasons. So there is some production loss from the tight end room. And so Nick Saban and his staff, you know, looks into the transfer portal for some help there uh, in C.J. Dupree, a 6'5", 260-pound uh, guy, like I said, coming coming over from Maryland, a guy who's really a, a, a balanced tight end. Uh, he, he can help you uh, in pass protection. He can help you in running the football as far as uh, getting his guy in run blocks. But then he's also a capable receiver uh, from his tight end position. So I think C.J. Dupree is a guy who's going to, Battle for the for tight end one for Alabama this year with with guy like Danny Lewis and and Rob Utes and Amari Nyblack. I think you're going to see those four tight ends uh, more than the other guys, and I think Dupree is likely to lead the team in snaps uh, when it comes to the tight end position. I think he's going to be a valuable piece to this offense uh, under Tommy Reese here in 2023. All right, now we look at the de defensive side of the ball. You got Tresman Marshall from Georgia, an inside linebacker uh, who I think really played well. Throughout the spring, I think he proved uh, in the in the 8-day game and all throughout spring that he is going to be battling for for one of those inside linebacker spots uh, this fall for the Crimson Tide. Of course, Henry Toto is gone. Jalen Moody is gone. Deontay Lawson is going to be back. He missed the spring. So it really gave a guy like Tresman Marshall the opportunity to, to get more snaps and more reps uh, there with the first-team defense. And I think he's a guy who, if he doesn't start, he's certainly going to see some reps with the first team this fall. Uh, he has a lot of experience in this system, of course, coming over from Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. So the learning curve is not as steep for him, and he's obviously a talented player, uh, a highly recruited kid. Injuries really caught up with him early on in his career at Georgia, which allowed other guys to kind of pass over him, or he perhaps would still be there in Athens with the Bulldogs. But uh, now he's in Tuscaloosa and has a chance to, to make a name for himself on the Crimson Tide defense. Uh, uh, staying on the defensive side of the ball, Jalen Key, a defensive back from UAB. A defensive back is a, is a really interesting position group uh, this this fall for Alabama or this season, and we can kind of 
fold Trey Amos into this fold as well when we're talking Jalen Key uh, in the album defensive backs and how each of those two guys really fit in and what they could possibly do to help the team this fall. And, you know, depth was really a concern for Alabama and Nick Saban uh, exiting spring practice. So you had a couple guys transfer out, uh, you know, before the spring started, you had Kyrie Jackson transfer to Oregon. Uh, post-spring, you had Jacquez Robinson leave. Uh, he's headed out to Colorado. So there was a couple spots that, you know, Alabama felt like they needed to add more depth, and, and they got that with Jalen Key and Trey Amos. Uh, Key is more of a safety-type player, uh, could, could maybe play opposite of Caleb Downs, uh, Malachi Moore. Uh, how he fits in will be a lot of fun to, to, to watch. But I think Alabama did not bring a guy who who is, you know, running out of eligibility to ride the bench. So I think Key is going to have a spot there in the back end. It, it may be in certain packages, but I think he will affect the team in a positive way, uh, the first-team defense this fall. And same thing for Trey Amos. I think he's going to be battling uh, Terry on Arnold for that corner spot opposite of Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I really think that he's got a good chance of, of seeing some significant playing time. He could not wind up playing, you know, being that nickel back for Alabama, maybe even the star position depends on what the coaching staff wants to do with Earl Little Jr. But what the additions of Jalen Key and Trey Amos do is it gives Alabama, Kevin Steele, Travis Robinson, Nick Saban, those guys some versatility and some some wiggle room to kind of play play with, with guys and kind of move them around and kind of see where they fit best with the team and how they can impact the team in the, the best way possible and what gives this defense the best position uh, to succeed here in 2023. And the last guy we're going to talk about, of course, is, is the quarterback Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. Uh, following Tommy Reese over, following spring football, he, he gets beat out by Sam Hartman over at Notre Dame. So now – He's come to Alabama to try to challenge for the starting quarterback position here with, with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. And, look, Buckner didn't do a lot at Notre Dame. That, that That's going to get anybody really excited. Let's just be honest. Uh, but but he was a highly recruited kid. Uh, you know, you don't go to Notre Dame without being a highly recruited kid. Uh, he's obviously a smart kid. Uh, he, he's, he, he's a guy who, who has potential. Uh, but he hasn't really reached that yet, and he's still a you know, fairly young player. He's entering his third season in college football. Uh, he does have something that Milrow and Simpson doesn't have, and that's some multiple uh, starts uh, in in the Power Five. And so I think that helps uh, Buckner a little bit as far as, you know, the, the game is not going to be as fast to him as perhaps it is to Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson. Guys, you know, Milrow's got one starter under his belt, and, you know, Ty Simpson's just entering his redshirt freshman year, and he doesn't have any starts and, you know, really didn't play a ton for Alabama uh, as a reserve last year. So uh, he has some experience, uh, which which gives him a little bit of an advantage over Milrow and Simpson. But outside of that, I, I'm not sure how he fits in this quarterback battle. I think I think Alabama – between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson and, and maybe even Dylan Lonergan, a freshman who I think performed as, as well as anybody all throughout spring. Uh, I think those four guys all have legitimate shots at being the starting quarterback for Alabama, but uh, I, I'm not sure where Buckner fits in. I, I would say that at the moment he is behind both Milrow and Simpson, and uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for him, not to say that it can't be done, but I would be surprised – if Buckner was the quarterback for Alabama this fall, but he does provide good depth, experience depth, which is which is always good to have. And you know he has familiarity with Tommy Reese coming over from Notre Dame, so uh, it's certainly 
an addition that is welcomed because of his, his experience, not only as on the field, but with Tommy Reese as well. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm not expecting him to be the quarterback this fall, but you certainly cannot rule out that possibility. But but those are the guys that that transferred over this, this uh, spring or this summer to Alabama, uh, and they will be joining the, the team this fall as they embark their quest to get back to the SEC championship and the college football playoff in 2023. But that's going to wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for watching. Like we said, jump in the comments and let us know which of the transfers that you're most excited to see this fall. It can be multiple or it can be one, but we would love to hear what you have to say there in the comment section. Like, share, and subscribe today. We'll be back real soon. But until next time, roll tide.